Hello again, Utah skiers and riders, and welcome to this episode of Last Chair, the Ski Utah podcast presented by High West Distillery. As always, thanks to Utah's own Pixie and the Party Grass Boys for kicking off today on Last Chair. A special holiday greeting from all of us at Ski Utah. Nice to see a little snowfall this past week. Ski Utah's Last Chair podcast is brought to you by High West Distillery, Utah's first legal distillery since 1870. High West's passion is crafting delicious and distinctive whiskeys and helping people appreciate whiskey all in the context of our home here in the American West. And yes, Santa did bring me a nice bottle of High West Campfire. Thank you very much. If you're visiting this winter, join me at one of High West's three must-visit locations in Park City and neighboring Wanship, just a short distance out of town. This episode is also brought to you by one of my favorite places, the Heber Valley. Snow tubing, fine dining, cross-country skiing, snowmobiling, it's all waiting for you in the Heber Valley. And a special welcome to new episode sponsor, Level 9 Sports. Whether you live here in Utah or are flying in for a vacation, Level 9 Sports is a family-oriented ski and board shop with four locations across the Wasatch Front. In the first month of the season, I've had some great turns on the slopes, and yes, it's a little different this season, but skiers and riders are having a great time here in Utah so far. One thing that binds us all together this season is that we're tired of the COVID-19 protocols and the impact it's had on our lives. But when you're standing atop a snow-covered Utah mountain, it just seems like all of those cares just vanish. We thought this week we would take you on a trip up to the mountains to learn a little bit more about how the resorts have been preparing to help you get onto the trails and keep you safe this season. It's been amazing to see the new ideas popping up across the state. I skied by Stein Erickson Lodge at Deer Valley the other day just to check out the new Alpen Globes on the deck of the lodge. Listen to this. You can reserve your own personal snow globe, a clear bubble that allows you to take in the scenery while allowing you to enjoy a warm and cozy lunch. Many resorts have also gone to a reservation system for food service on the mountain, so keep that in mind when you travel to Utah and ski and ride here. The good news is that with a reservation, you'll always know you have a table for lunch. Whether it's a day trip up Big Cottonwood or a winter ski vacation, do check out SkiUtah.com in advance to learn about the protocols at your resort. So today we're heading up into the Wasatch, visiting Snowbird, Alta, and Little Cottonwood, and then up to Snow Basin near Ogden. Like all Ski Utah resorts, they've been busy over the summer and into the fall, innovating new ideas to keep you comfortable and safe on the mountain. So let's get it rolling as last chair heads up Little Cottonwood Canyon to Snowbird. When you leave Wasatch Boulevard and head up Little Cottonwood Canyon, your mind fills with emotion. The flashing warning lights at the mouth of the canyon, the steep granite slopes to the left, the towering pines to the right with snow starting to fall in big clumps as the road twists and turns, climbing up higher and higher into the canyon. You start thinking about stepping out of the tram and climbing up through the clouds. Minutes later, you'll be pointing your ski tips into the powder. But then you come back to reality. Where am I going to park? Well, Snowbird has that covered this year with a new mandatory parking reservation system. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? About to be awesome. 
Okay, thank you, Drew. Y'all have a great day. Let's check it out with Snowbird's Sarah Sherman. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? Great, Tom. How are you? Welcome to Snowbird. Well, thank you. I'm with Sarah Sherman from Snowbird. We are here at the first entry. Actually, what entry portal are we at here today? We are at entry one. It's one of four. And right next to us, they are checking in guests okay. with their parking reservations to allow them to park at Snowbird for the day. Yeah, this is a great program. This means you can actually drive up the canyon knowing you have a parking place. Exactly. Whether you're leaving at 7 a.m. or 10 a.m., you have your spot for the day. So it's a little bit less of a rush for you in the morning if you're more of a casual, relaxed morning person. Well, we're going to get back to that in just a minute, but uh, Sarah, the season is well underway. You've got about a month under your belt right now. What have you done up on the mountain relative to your dining and other guest services to accommodate for the pandemic situation and still allow your guests to have a great time here at Snowbird? You know, we took a lot of time this summer to really look at each of our systems and protocols and think of how can we best adapt these to keep our guests, our communities, and our employees safe this winter. So there's a lot of different things we're doing around the resort you might see. We're abiding by the National Ski Area Association Ski Well Be Well plan, which includes requiring all guests and employees, anyone on the property to wear a face covering. We are encouraging physical distancing wherever possible. Um, we've actually adapted a lot of our indoor spaces that were once used for other things to allow for additional guest seating and spacing indoors. We have two new food trucks that will be outside this season for guests who don't want to go indoors if they want to dine. And we're also doing things like not requiring guests to load full chairs. So if you're up here skiing by yourself, we'll load you onto the chair by yourself to allow you to feel safe and comfortable wherever you are on the mountain. We really want people to feel comfortable coming up to Snowbird this season. One of the things that I've found in just skiing around at all the different Ski Utah resorts, including Snowbird, is that skiers are pretty much respecting this and everybody's working together to ensure that we can keep skiing and snowboarding this year. Exactly, I think it really takes an effort from our entire community to come together. Okay, um, as I think it's been said before, don't be the reason we lose the ski, or the ski season. Um, people want to be here, they want to ski and ride, and that experience itself hasn't changed, but we just have to adapt a little bit around that experience to make sure we can keep doing it. You know, driving up today in Little Cottonwood Canyon, I was thinking about how amazing it is that I can drive up the canyon and have a parking place reserved for me. Talk a little bit about this system that you've put in place with ParkWiz to allow skiers to make a reservation for parking at Snowbird. Yeah, I think each resort has a unique opportunity here to look at what they can do to provide a great guest experience this season. And we looked at, you know, what we're doing here at Snowbird and we thought the best way to ensure that we are hitting a capacity every day that we're comfortable with that won't result in overcrowding is to monitor our parking spaces. Like you said, normally we are so heavily promoting carpooling and rideshare and this season with COVID, it's just not something we felt comfortable talking about. So, so this season we really thought critically about how we could provide a great guest experience without making it too crowded, maintaining a, self, a safe and healthy environment for our guests. And we decided upon a parking reservation system. It's completely free. Anyone can make one if they're over the age of 16. And you only need one parking reservation per household. So again, we're not promoting ride sharing or carpooling this season. We want everyone to stay healthy and safe. But if you have a roommate or a member of your family, you only need one reservation per car coming up for the day. 
Um, your reservation is valid from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. when we start stop scanning. So like you said, you can leave at 10 a.m., know you have your spot, not have that morning rush and come enjoy your day on the mountain. So where do I make a reservation for parking? Can I do it on your website or do you have a mobile app? Okay, sounds good. So you can make a parking reservation at snowbird.com slash parking. You'll see a calendar, you can choose your day, or you can download the ParkWiz app, which is the word park and then W-H-I-Z. They're a third party vendor that we're working with. Um, it worked great with our system thus far and it's a really great way to not only make a reservation but manage it if you need to cancel your reservation. How's it been going so far? You've got about a month under your belt right now. Are the skiers appreciating this opportunity? I think for those people who've had their reservation, they're really grateful to know that when they leave their house, they have a spot at Snowbird already. It's set in stone. They can drive up here with confidence. It's been a huge learning experience for us. We're adapting and changing almost every day, I think, as the situation changes. But we're really hoping to continue growing the system and improving it, um, creating more parking reservations as terrain continues to open on the mountain, as conditions allow. Um, it's been very dynamic so far. Sarah, I know that you're new to Snowbird, but have you had enough time to get out there to find some of your favorite spots yet? Oh my gosh. I have been loving Gad Valley this early season. It's been really fun off Gad 2. We had a powder day last week that was incredible. Um, I think the whole mountain's just been really fun and I'm excited for Mineral Basin to open up. I've been on the tram a couple times. It's been really cool to explore. Sarah, thanks for joining us to talk a little bit about the parking program. Thanks, I'm going to go up and make some laughs. <laughs> I hope to see you up there. It was pretty amazing to drive into Snowbird, park close to Creekside, and walk over to Gadzoom for a few runs today. Next up, let's head next door to Alta to check out the parking lot food trucks that are camped out there for the entire season. But before we do, let's take an imaginary hop directly over the mountains to the Heber Valley. If you're planning a Ski Utah vacation this winter, think about including some time in the Heber Valley for a winter wonderland opera experience. I love to head over to Heber and Midway for tubing at Soldier Hollow, a warm dip in the crater in Midway, or taking a ride on the Heber Valley Railroad. The famed ice castles will be opening soon, so get a reservation in advance and bring the family to this spectacular display of ice and lights. The Heber Valley has become a real hidden dining gem with favorites like the Spin Cafe, Midway Mercantile in the Back 40, plus the new Afterward by Tupelo in the Stone Cabin on Heber's Main Street. And yes, Heber now has its own brewery. Stop into Heber Valley Brewery in the north end of Main Street to see what Clint and Greg have brewed up for you. My favorite there is the Lone Pine. Check it all out at GoHeberValley.com to learn more. As we leave Snowbird to drive further up Little Cottonwood Canyon, the upper reaches of Alf's High Wrestler come into view. Alta is one of Utah's oldest ski resorts, a real legend. I was there for opening day this year in November, and what a great feeling it was after eight months of pandemic to stand beneath Devil's Castle and get some great turns in early season. Food is an important element of any ski day. We've seen some truly innovative ideas at Ski Utah Resorts this winter. Alta's made some changes to make it even more convenient and safe for skiers to dine on the mountain and off. One of the coolest ideas are the food trucks in the parking lots. I'm here at Alta now in the Wildcat lot checking it out with my friend Brandon Knott to learn more. 
Hey Brandon, how are you doing today? Tom, it's a powder day. It's so nice to see you. It is really great to be here. I am with Brandon Ott up at Alta Ski Area. It is a gorgeous day today. We're just walking down along the line at the Collins Lift looking up. We've had a powder dump overnight. I don't know, 18 inches, Brandon? It's a good one. You know, it's the first big powder day that we've had in nine months. Boy, I tell you, people, you can tell the parking lot was full early this morning. People are ready to go. But, you know, it's beautiful. You look up towards Alf's High Rustler, and you can see the powder hanging from the trees. You can see the skiers itching to get up there and get their own runs down. And uh, it's just great to be here and great to be out skiing, isn't it? so good it, it, like you said it's so beautiful to see the trees flocked and you know it's a good sign of a great day when the end of the day you can ski back to your car and you don't have to click out of your skis so i think it's going to be one of those days yeah i hope so i'm anxious to get a few runs in here today i was here opening day and one of the things that struck me was how respectful everyone was I, we're all in this thing together and it was it was reassuring to see skiers paying attention to the new parameters, but it, it's different this year, isn't it? It really is. You know, up up until last month when we opened, we have never skied during, during a pandemic. So we're figuring this out as we go along. And you know, that, that whole adage of we're all in this together is so true. We're really asking for people to, it's, it's almost like a social contract between our employees, our guests and the mountain. And that is wear a mask, socially distance, be respectful, and hey, we can keep skiing. You know, one of the things at resorts that is challenging, I know, and resorts such as Alta have really come to the fore with new and innovative ideas is food service. And how have you been addressing that up on the mountain? Absolutely. We, uh, you know, I think you and I were joking a little bit before, but one of our mottos we, we have said, you know, at Alta, because we're all about the skiing, we don't own lodging and we don't have zip lines and all that stuff. So we like to say, come for the skiing, stay for the skiing. And for this year we're saying, you know, maybe it should be come for the skiing, go home for lunch. And uh, with that, you know, we also thought, well, let's not let, let a pandemic pass, any pandemic pass us by. So some of the big changes are that around food. You know, in building, in-house restaurant capacities are gonna be reduced 50% or more. So we had to do things different. We had to get innovative. And two of those, two of the big things are food trucks in each of our main parking lots. So we have the Secret Mercantile, which is up in the family-friendly Albion Basin. And then we have uh, Base Camp Kitchen right here in the Wildcat parking lot. You know, I was, uh, I was here opening day and I've been to Alta a couple times this year. And one of the things that, that I definitely noticed is there's a lot more tailgating going on. And, and right from breakfast, lunch, and après ski. Yeah, it's it's really really fun to think to see and it's you know, it's bacon tailgating It's hash brown tailgating starting in the morning I've seen families put down blankets in front of their car, you know as a changing place to get ready for the day So, you know staying being outside is is great and and really seems to be safe right in a chairlift seems to be safe so we can stay outside and you know grab some food from one of these great, you know, food truck options. We've also, you know, on the mountain made some changes as well. So kind of ski up, right? So ski up, grab a cup of coffee, grab a chocolate chip cookie, maybe a banana, something, something kind of light to keep you, keep you fueled up and on your way. So we have Baldy Brews. We have a, a, a ski up window there, which is new. And then we just opened up Secret Coffee. 
And that's spelled with a C. You know, it's our little Shh, secret up here. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, please, please don't. You know, you have to, you have to know where it is. So, Secret Coffee just opened, and uh, that's that's been really well received. And then, of course, you know, on the Albion base as well, we have Alta Java, which has been here for a long time, written up in Ski Magazine for its famous Susie's uh, chai latte. So, Brandon, one of the things I wanted to explore are the, the food truck options. And we're walking right now down to the Wildcat parking lot, which I think was filled by 8.30 this morning on a, on a powder day. A lot of tailgating going on out there. But tell me about the truck option you've got here in the Wildcat lot. Oh, uh, really excited. So it's run by Julie, and uh, Base Camp Kitchen is the name. You know, she's been around for, for quite some time. She's a, she's a local here. Her brother works um, as an electrician here at Alta. So it's wonderful to have her up here in this capacity. She's a skier. She gets it. She knows that, you know, grab-and-go pocket food is the way to go. So, you know, you can't go wrong with any of her burritos. And let's let's go meet her. I'd love, for, love to introduce you to her. Hey, Julie, how you doing? Uh, Brandon and I are getting hungry. I want to take a look at the menu. But you've got some great options there. Hi, Tom. Thanks for stopping by Base Camp Kitchen. So our specialties are the breakfast burritos, but we also have quesadillas for lunch. The Black Diamond is one of our most popular breakfast burritos. I personally like the double black because it has feta and artichoke hearts. For quesadillas, our Collins is one of the most popular. It's got cheese, black beans, green chilies, sour cream, carne asada. We also have some grab and go options, some snack bars, cliff bars, whatnot. And all our coffee is local, Ramini coffee. Days like today with fresh snow and because the parking is limited, people are getting here almost as early as I am. So as soon as I fire up the grill, people are coming up to get burritos and coffee to sit in their car and wait till someone starts the lift line. And once that gets going, everybody rolls on over. Honestly, most people still go for the breakfast burrito because you can eat half, shove it in your pocket and eat the other half on the next couple chair rides. Well, Julie, thanks. Th this menu looks great. Brandon, you ready to order? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming by. Oh, I've, I'm, I'm always hungry, you know, and that's, that's the good thing. You're out here and it's cold and there's powder to ski and let, let's do it. Okay, what are you going to go with? I think I'm going to go with the uh, Taos. You know, I'm also going to go with the uh, Taos burrito, but I'm going um, to go gluten-free, which also travels pretty darn well, and uh, a few extra jalapenos on that one this morning. Okay, Julie, you got the order. So while, while that's cooking up, what, what are some of your favorite spots on the mountain? You know, you've been working up here for a few years now, and you got any secret stashes that you could share with folks? Tom, you're asking, come on, you're asking for a lot right now. But, you know, it's, it's so cool. We have five major lifts, and you have the old double of Wildcat, which is true, one of the original places, you know, the original ski terrain at Alta. And I love the slower feel of it and the terrain that it accesses. So I would say Wildcat is my number one choice. It's also closest to my office. But, you know, being a, a family guy now, I have a 10-year-old daughter, Grace, and a 6-year-old son, Owen. Supreme is <laughs> supremely beautiful with those views down canyon. So you have the views and then a great varied amount of terrain from advanced to intermediate. So family stuff supreme is where you want to be yeah I, I love it over on supreme it's a little bit of a different deal this year in planning your ski trip you don't just make sure you have your boot bags skis and poles and parka but you've got a few other things you need to check in advance yeah you know this year skiing is just a little bit different it's the same mountain it's the same snow but we are reminding people 
to know before they go, and a few simple things. You know, if you're on Twitter, uh, be, be plugged into Alta Alerts or just uh, Alta.com. And what we're doing is forecasting how, when we expect parking to, to fill up, if it will fill up that particular day. You know, we are not running at 100% capacity for obvious reasons. So things are gonna fill up a little bit quicker this year than, than other days. If you have flexibility, really consider weekdays, you know, powder days and weekends in Little Cottonwood Canyon. It's a beautiful place to be, but all bets are off right now. You know, so plan in advance and check those two resources. Let's go back in time. You, you know, I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to meet Al Fangen, but I was honored to know him and to ski with him a few times here. But what I really like about Alta, it's it's the heritage, it's the legend of this of this man and the others who who started this resort, like Joe Quinney. Uh, but Al Fangen was really quite a legend here. I did not have the chance to meet Alf, but I've met his son Alan a number of times, and just that whole family, just the led the the history that they bring forward, and and really they're they're the forefathers of, of skiing here, not only in Alta, but in, in Utah, truly. And one of the things that has been passed down that Alf has always told Alta, you know, and employees here is get out of the way and don't mess it up. People are here for the mountains. People are here for the powder skiing. And as we've entered skiing during a pandemic, it was a chance for Alta to really look back and say, you know what, we got this. We're just about the skiing and let's keep it about the skiing. And that's why, you know, just some of these little pivots, food trucks here now and again um, are great, but we can mask up, you know, the people we arrive with, we ride with on the chairlifts, and we can keep skiing and get out of the way, and people can do what they love. Yeah, that's the spirit of the place. Well, Tom and Brandon, uh, that's Julie in ready? the background. It sounds like our burritos are ready. Brandon, thanks for uh, uh, showing me around a little bit. I'm going to stick this burrito in my pocket, and let's head up the lift and get a little pow. Tom, it's been a pleasure having you here. Come back soon, come back often, and uh, cheers. Well, we had some nice turns on the mountain at Alta today, and thanks to Andrea for showing me around. Now it's time to get back into the car and head up to Snow Basin near Ogden. This is where you get a sense of how close everything is along the Wasatch. It's less than 90 minutes from Alta up through Salt Lake City onto Ogden and Snow Basin. And while we're heading to Snow Basin, let me welcome a new last chair sponsor, Level 9 Sports, with four locations from one end of the Wasatch to the other. With ski and snowboard gear, it really pays to visit a shop and talk to the experts when making choices, whether it's a new pair of skis or an upgrade to your goggles. You have a lot of choices in shops here in Utah, but what I really love about Level 9 is its approach to families. Let's face it, outfitting your entire family with skis, boots, jackets, and more, it can be daunting. Level 9 recognizes that and has implemented programs to not only make the process easier, but also to help a little bit with the impact on your wallet. Visit its website at level9sports.com, that's level9sports spelled out, and check out the Ski Learn Center and the Teaching Children sections. It's just a wealth of how-to videos that will help walk you through the process. You can find Level 9 Sports at four locations, including Orem, Mill Creek, Downtown Salt Lake City, and in Ogden. And stop by and tell them you heard about it here on Last Chair.
Snow Basin is known for its amazing base area and on-mountain lodges, most built for the 2002 Olympics. I'm going to hop into the Needles Gondola here for a ride to the top, take a few photos of the Ogden Valley, and then ski down to the base of Middle Bowl to check out the new Yurt Village with Snow Basin General Manager Davey Ratchford. Hey Davey, how you doing today? Tom, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming up. Oh, happy to be here. We're with Davey Ratchford, the general manager of Snow Basin. We are up at, uh, what is this, the Yurt Village the, the you've Yurt created? The Yurt Village, yeah. Uh, all sorts of innovation going on around the ski industry these days. It's been interesting to talk to different resorts about what was done over the summer to prepare a ski area in a different environment to ensure the enjoyment and also the safety of guests. And you guys have been busy at Snow Basin. Yeah, it, uh, really since the end of March, we got together as a team and thought, what can we do? We knew we wanted to open and get open, stay open. It's all we're thinking about. And it required a lot of innovation and thoughtful approaches to things. And the Yurt Village here, as we, we look at it, is one of those ideas. Before we get to talking more about the yurts that you've installed, food service has been a challenge for all resorts and it's been fascinating to see how they're addressing it uh, down at the base area i saw some of your new food service slopeside uh, dining that you have where somebody can grab something to go or sit down on one of the tables tell us a little bit about what you've engineered around the mountain to help with food service sure so across the board whether it's here or other skiers it's at least a 50 percent reduction in overall capacity inside these buildings so we created the slopeside dining units as a way to get people to get food, grab and go, make it easy. And we have two near the base here, one at the Wildcat lot, one down at near Earl's, and then one that's out at Strawberry. And the idea being people want to still eat, want to grab their hot cocoa or, or a beer or a you know, bowl of chili or a burger. And let's do it fast and easy so they don't have to come into a building and they can sit outside and eat it. They can go into a building if they'd like. Uh, but with those being at a reduced capacity, sometimes there's a wait. And a lot of people, you know, they want to they want to hit the snow. So grab them a quick burger and it, it works out really well. We've seen a huge amount of people using that. And we think it's great. And for us, it's, it's something we can use in the future. It doesn't have to be just related to COVID. Well, what's interesting to me in looking at the solutions resorts are coming up with, there's a lot of them where you say, wow, that's just a great idea yeah. regardless of, of COVID. Yeah, why didn't we do that before? Yeah, so much of that, it was, and it will, I will say there's a huge amount of innovation that will come from this, that things we will take uh, with us in the future. I will tell you, I hope some of them we don't ever take with us either. Uh, but there are some like these that are great and they really, really help all of us out and help our guests out too because they can grab food and go quick. There's a many people that that's what they want. So why not give them what they want? So you've put in a number of portable yurts and let's start with the, the base area. One that I, I found fascinating when I saw it today was the yurt that you've installed for ticket sales to help distribute yeah. people as they guess as they come into your resort. Yeah, so yurts in general allow us to do a couple of things that we didn't think we could do. Um, getting people outside as much as possible is the key, and we wanted to use our lodges for bathrooms and food, but keeping outside is, is the key. So the, the fact that this is like a, a spoke of a wheel where you have eight windows and they go in all sorts of different directions and allowing to fill all of those eight windows with people, they're safe inside, you're safe outside, and you're spread out, that has been highly innovative for us because it's faster, it's much easier to do those transactions, our staff are safer, our guests are safer, and so that one in and of itself has been a huge win. Something actually we didn't see as the, uh, the how successful it would be until we start operating it, and then we're, we're like, wow, that's really, really effective. 
And so for us, that one, it'll be interesting to see how we go in the future with that. Do we, you know, we have some nice facilities here at Snow Basin, so does it make sense to bring everyone out to a yurt? You know, we hope we're going to learn from this and take some of these innovations forward. So let's go up on the mountain. You've put in a yurt village up on the mountain, one that's not so much designed for food service, but just providing, providing ski or warmth. You're a big mountain, and how did you choose this location, and what is the functionality of it? Yeah, these are great questions, because where we learned this one was actually in some conversations with leaders in the ski industry in the southern hemisphere they had gone through covid and one of the big lessons they learned was it's not just about lodges and lifts and these infrastructures sometimes people just need to get out of the cold and somewhere warm for a time and come in and just warm up for a bit so these warming huts are a concept that we learned from other ski areas and we took it to snow basin and i know other resorts are doing something similar so the idea with the old day lodge uh, opening that back up and these three yurts up at the yurt village by middle bowl the idea of these was to just allow people to get out of the cold but they don't have to be in a lodge and because those lodges are precious right at that point every table matters every bathroom matters all of those things so allowing to just go inside and get warm for a couple of minutes for a lot of people to have those kids skiing as you know like getting kids around the mountain that's not easy at times but allow them to go in and just warm up for a little bit take a break sit down and relax it helps with their personal safety right skier fatigue allows them to get stay warm and it's a cool idea it allows people to just take a break mid-mountain and not have to come down to the base area so we're excited about them i, I will tell you these yurts have it's amazing i'm sure so many skiers have bought yurts this year it's wild um, and we got them in and uh, we're excited about it i think it's a cool concept they're nice and toasty warm yeah yeah and in fact we're tweaking the heating things because with yurts you can manage those heating elements quite a bit so we're looking at electrical and then you know do we want to bring in fire pits up there and have you know kind of an outdoor heating experience also because it's a it's a beautiful area it's flat here you're looking up at mount ogden it's a nice wide open area there's a lot of convergence of skier visits we got the lift right next door so allowing it to you know kind of breathe as a kind of a fun area and we know we're going to bring up outdoor barbecues and you know in the spring it, it's a great area for that sort of experience so we're exciting about it it's, it's exciting you guys have been having some fun amidst this coming up with these new ideas haven't you yeah uh it is and my background my background before this stuff was this is a lot of the things i liked to do and we were you know having our team just let loose on it and you know having the holding family support it because this these aren't and these initiatives we're not we were not planning on them right that you know back in the when we did our budgets and all of those things it wasn't something we were thinking about but now they're very you know they're very helpful to the operation so we are having fun with it one last thing, you celebrated your, what, 80th, 80th. anniversary yeah. on your opening day, November 27th. Yeah, the day. Mayor Caldwell, he's, you know, from, from Ogden, came up and we did the kind of a reenactment of that. Like, this is the, you know, Ogden, you know Ogden's playground. And, um, yeah, it was really fun. And it's it, it, what a year to celebrate our 80th anniversary. So much thought going into the experience. Our employees working so hard to create such an experience for our guests it's not easy wearing you know reminding people to wear masks all day isn't the easiest thing to do but it's a great ski experience and you know uh, we all hope that we can get more snow and but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great year by by everything you can see now good well, let's go skiing yeah thanks well it's been a busy day checking out the resorts and Time to settle down for a Rooster's 80th Anniversary Pale Ale here at Earl's Lodge, the base of Snow Basin. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Last Chair, the Ski Utah podcast presented by High West Distillery. 
The Ski Utah Last Chair podcast is brought to you by High West Distillery. Follow our whiskey adventure on all social media platforms at Drink High West. And remember, sip responsibly. High West Whiskey, 46% alcohol by volume. High West Distillery in Park City, Utah. A thanks, too, to our episode sponsors this week, Heber Valley, along with Level 9 Sports. If you're looking for a unique diversion on your Ski Utah holiday, check out the ice castles in Heber Valley this winter. If you're looking to outfit the family for this winter, stop by one of Level 9's four Wasatch Front locations or check them out at level9sports.com. We hope you're enjoying Last Chair, the Ski Utah podcast. Don't forget to hit the like button and also subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be back with plenty of guests over the coming months, and our next episode will tell you a little bit about the science behind the greatest snow on Earth. Now let's turn it over to Pixie and the Party Grass Boys to close out this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Kelly, your host on Last Chair, presented by High West. See you on the slopes very soon.